Returning to work after maternity leave can bring about a whole bunch of emotions. Not only are you getting ready to spend that little bit more time away from your baby that maybe has been with you 24 seven up until now, so you're gonna have those feelings of perhaps separation, the, the losing control, you're not gonna be doing every little thing for your little one every minute of the day. Now, some of you might think, wow, that sounds amazing. <laughs> but for others, it's actually a really big deal to let go. And even if you are feeling like, yeah, there'll be bits of it that are really good, there's gonna be parts of you that feels a little sad or a little uncomfortable. It's a big transition to make. So I wanted to share with you five top tips for handling this transition, for going back to work after you've been off for a while, off for maternity leave, and dealing with that change in not being with your little one 24 hours a day. So the first one is to choose childcare that you're 100% happy with. There's no point in having them go to granny and granddad's or to a nursery or to a childminder that actually you feel a bit niggled or uncomfortable with the way they do things. Now this can be full-time, part-time, two days a week, however it looks for you, make sure you're happy with it. The last thing you want is every day to be feeling frustrations and dissatisfaction over how your child's being cared for. It's only gonna make the whole process harder and bring about so much negativity when it's already an emotional thing for you to go through. So make sure you are 100% happy and don't worry about the offending somebody. If a family member offers help, say that's really great, and I would love to call upon you at certain times, but I, I actually feel my child would be better if they're around other children, for instance. Or, you know, if you can find a tactful way to let somebody down if you feel that, you know, it's them that wants to take care of your child more than you're happy with it. But you've got to be happy with it, otherwise it's just going to lead to niggles and frustrations which your child's going to pick up on. It's just not the way to go. So be 100% happy with who is taking care of your child and how they're going to do that. Which leads me on to my second tip. Ensure that those caregivers, whoever's looking after your child while you're working, ensure that they are willing to follow your routines, your rules, as much as possible. Now, I say as much as possible because this is where I know it's hard for us mums, but a little bit of the control freak in you is gonna have to be flexible. You want it done your way. I know, I'm the same, but you're gonna have to accept that it won't be exactly your way. People will do things as close to your routines and rules as possible, but just be that little bit flexible that it will be the best they can you know, to the best of their ability. In a nursery setting, when there's lots of other children or a childminder scenario, different scenarios have different challenges and it may be that actually to do things exactly the way you want is just not possible. So let's go to the next best way, the next best thing that doesn't totally throw your rule book out the window, but just keeps things as close to it as possible. And if you can get that you're gonna, feel, you're gonna feel good, you're gonna feel happy, you're gonna know that your routine isn't being ruined, but you're also gonna feel okay when it isn't, in your eyes, perfect, because it's not you. And it's never gonna be the same unless it's you. So just know that it's as, things will be done as best they can be, and that will be okay.
The next thing is about having some one-to-one -one time with your little one each day at some stage, especially when you first make this transition and especially if you're going from being with your child 24-7 to maybe going to work full-time. I mean, that's the biggest jump. But in any situation, even if it's just for two days a week at nursery, whatever it is, try to have um, some focused one-to-one -one time, whether that's a story time, engaged play, a bit of time, it doesn't need to be ages, even if it's 15 minutes, 20 minutes long, where you are so present, 100% totally focused and engaged in whatever your little one is doing, whether they're playing, chatting to you, telling you about their day, exploring something. And you might think, they're not bothered, they're just playing, and I've set aside this time to be with them, but they're not fussed about me being there. Be available in that case, be available. Sit down there on the floor, comment on what they're doing, smile at them, grab some eye contact wherever you can. Be available for your little one for that one-to-one -one time every day. And that will hopefully alleviate some of that separation anxiety or, you know, that just, uh, separation anxiety sounds quite harsh. I think, you know, really, we just have those feelings of missing each other a little bit. And whatever it is, whatever level it is for you, it's probably there on some level for you and for your child. And this might help to alleviate some of that. Number four for you is to avoid late bedtimes. Whenever you have a big change like this, and it is a big change, even if they're just going to granny's twice a week. So whatever that change may be, you're going back to work and that's a big change in your child's life. Whether it particularly impacts them in a big way or not, it's still a big change. So avoiding late bedtimes is a great way to avoid overtiredness. And we all know, if you've watched my show for a while, that overtiredness is usually the root cause of most sleep problems and then, you know, behavioral problems and so on. So by making sure you're avoiding late bedtimes can really help. And the reason why I think this is really relevant with the going back to work piece is quite often going back to work includes a shift in routine. And it does sometimes mean that parents ha are having to pick up little ones from nursery a bit later, they get home by the time they eat and bath, it's all a bit of a rush, and before you know it, bedtime's just got so late, and the child's an over overtired wreck. So really think, try and create some sort of strategy that makes this run smoothly. If picking them up earlier so you can have that time, that wind down and bedtime can be on time, if that's possible, then do that that would be great. If it's really not, and if you're like, I don't finish work until six, nor does my husband, there's no way we can be home. If there are absolute obstacles, you know, there isn't somebody that can take them home and start preparing bedtime. Think of everything, literally think of everything. And if somebody asks, offers help, take it. If there's any way they can just be a bit further along the process and ready, then brilliant. If you're doing a late pickup from nursery, you know, if you're one of those parents that has to pick up their child at that last minute when nursery's closing, you know, you can always say quite politely, is there any chance you'd be able to get them into their pajamas? Or, you know, things like that. Can, what can you prep at home? What can you have ready just to make it faster? What can you meal prep to have ready to make things smoother um, when you get home so that you can just move through that process, not in a rush or a flurry, but just more swiftly so that bedtime just does not creep back and late and late and late. And my fifth tip for you is, and this is a bit of a mindset one, don't overcompensate because of your mum guilt. We all have mum guilt, <laughs> it's, there's no secret. And anyone who says they don't, I think they're lying. <laughs> we all have some mum guilt in there for whatever reason. And 
don't think that just because you're back at work, you've in, in some way done something bad for your child. Don't think because your child was sad for 10 minutes at nursery today, that that's all your fault and you've got to desperately make up for it and therefore you're going to have them sleep in your bed tonight. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? So rather than let your own inner feelings of mum guilt, which are yours, not your child's, and they're not thinking what you're thinking, they're not pointing the finger at you and blaming you for anything, it's you that's doing that. So rather than use those feelings and emotions of yours and think, oh well, to make up for this, I'm gonna do this and this and this, before you know it, you're, you know, you're throwing your rule book out and you're potentially skewing your child's boundaries, which they were okay with, but you're now allowing things that you maybe wouldn't have, creating possible habits and behaviors that are gonna maybe be destructive in the long term to your child's sleep and their behavior and everything. So it's it's a really good rule of thumb to think, am I overcompensating? Am I, am I in some way mollycoddling in a way that I wouldn't have, but because I'm feeling bad about this? We all do it, guilty, <laughs> we all do it. But that's my fifth tip for you, is don't overcompensate. You don't need to, just stick to things as as normally as you can, keep things as routine as you can, keep those rhythms going through your child's day and they'll thrive, they'll love it, they'll be fine. It's probably you that's gonna struggle more than your child, so don't worry too much about them. I hope this helps with your returning to work scenario and enjoy, because it's important to have that time for you and something that's about you and for you, because you are more than just mum. <laughs>